What's going on? It's time for another episode of Too Hard for the Radio, transmitting from the future free state of Greater Idaho. I am the one on Madman. And from the Badlands of Southern Montana, we've got Nolan 5150. What's up, man? How we doing? Uh, doing a little, little bit better each day, I think. You know, uh, you know, right on. You, you know, uh, you know the details of some, uh, some recent emotional trauma that I've been dealing with, and uh, and you know, it's getting better. And I just want to say, I appreciate you. Uh, you know, you, you. I told you a little bit about what's going on without getting into too much detail, but yeah, yeah. You, uh, you're a real friend, man. And I appreciate having you in my life, telling me, you know, facts as it is, not sugarcoating shit. And yeah, sometimes you need to hear what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Yep. And it's a it's a tough position to be put in to like r- recognize that someone's in that position and to be able to like diplomatically push you down the right path. Yeah. As I would say it. Yeah, it's not and, easy. And you know, I'm glad I could yeah, do that. I appreciate it's, it. It's hard to do. I'm I'm a lot better at it now than I used to be. <laughs> I, if yeah. it was me back in the day, you know how it had been. I'd have been just like, fuck it, dude. Suck it up. Push on. Go to work tomorrow. Eat it and fucking deal. Yeah. But, you know, I, I without talking about my ex-wife, I've been, you know, through some fucking horrendously bad shit. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's easy for me to recognize when when people are going through it at this point. So, I mean, if you want to really talk about like emotional issues, I was emotionally traumatized by a plumber today. <laughs> yeah. He charged me $500. It was emotionally traumatizing. I'm fucking <laughs> about to cry right now. What, uh, what, what did he charge you for? Well, so I think I told you the AC story a couple oh, yeah. of months ago. Yeah. I'm an idiot. And so this is, we're going down the same vein of me being a dumb homeowner at this point. Um, you know, like I, I built this room in my house that has, we got to get to this other ship. So I'll go through this quick. I built this room in my house that has a bathroom in it. And within like the first couple days, at one point there was like a bunch of crap backed up, not poop, but like chunks of food backed up into the into the shower in the new bathroom. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it looked like puke. And one of my roommates was like, I shouldn't call them roommates. One of my tenants, they paid. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Know their place. One of my tenants. (laughs) Exactly. He was puking all night in the bathroom and I was like banging on my wall, like shut the fuck up, which is, you know, not a, not a cool thing for me to do, but I was, (laughs) the guy's loud. Everything he does is loud and he can't hear. So he has no idea how loud he's being. So I go into the bathroom the next day and I think he puked in it. So I just lay into this fucking guy. You fucking went into my brand new room and puked in the fucking shower. What the hell is wrong with you? And he denied it. And I'm like, whatever. And I finally just kind of got over it. And so a couple of weeks ago, they told me like, hey, we're getting food backed up into this thing. I'm like, shit. So I get this like suction cup to put over the top of it when they're not using it, thinking that'll be good. And then yesterday they come to me and go, hey, we need you to look at our shower. And I go in there and the fucking shower's like backed up four inches deep of dishwater. Huh. Uh, so I call up my buddy TJ that did the room and just lay into him about how this fucking guy needs to get over here. And the plumber, TJ didn't do the plumbing, but I'm like, this fucking guy needs to get over here and fix this shit. I'm fucking pissed. 
And uh, he called us up, the guy, and the guy's like, I don't have a snake. I don't have the equipment to do that. I build plumbing. I don't fucking unclog stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, fine, whatever, and I have to call out Roto-Rooter. It turns out it wasn't his fault at all. It was just like years and years of too much grease and crap being dumped down the drain, and then hair from the new bathroom just kind of got in there and just gummed it all up and took the plumber like two hours with a snake to get through the whole freaking thing. Oh, shit. So... Yeah, $500 later. That's <laughs> how it goes, you know. Well, I guess we should get to it. So we've been out for a couple of weeks due to technical difficulties, which is, I, I guess, the story of the fucking too hard for the radio show at uh, this point. <laughs> so I, 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 like, I hook my iPad into the roadcaster. It gets sound into the roadcaster. Then I edit the video into it later. So, like, I have to have my iPad plugged into the roadcaster and charging at the same time because it's not enough battery to like play the video, record the video and have the iPad on for an entire hour. Like I don't think it'll last that long. So I have to have it plugged into both. So I had this, what I call a gangbang adapter, which is, you know, just a USB adapter, a look, USB hub. Look it up on forever. Exactly. Gangbang <laughs> adapter. And, um, so I, I like, Bought a new one of the same one that I had. I bought a new one of the same cable that I had because, you know, whatever. So anyways, I just started ordering shit, which is Amazon's pretty cool about that. You can just order shit, then send it back. So let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven cables later, I finally got something. And it was the cheapest thing. It was like a $4. It's just a little split Y line. It goes into the iPad and then has a charging and a headphone adapter to it. Who knew? I can't. And it kind of fucks me still because now I can't have the gangbang adapter down there. And the way that I was going to play our old videos was going to be to hook up a um, external hard drive to the gangbang adapter and then have access to the external hard drive while we were on. But this won't allow for that. So I've still got a couple more cables that I haven't tried yet. I just figured we had to get to it tonight. Cause yeah. I mean, this is the third yeah. intro for this podcast that we've done. And I yep. had to write everything down because <laughs> I don't even remember at this point. It's been so long since I've watched these fucking videos. So tonight's going to be kind of more like, um, I would call it more of a watch party yeah. than yeah, like yeah. a podcast where we're going to be kind of like, we're going to comment on shit, but like, you know, I'm not really looking to like break this down and gov- you know about government and spending. Like, we can get into a little bit, of it, but this is kind of just like a watch party to get some background on what's going on for these UFO hearings, essentially. So, in order to get into these videos, I had to cut it down a little bit because I feel bad. We're watching this documentary series that the New York Post put out. A guy named Alan Greenstreet and um, Nick Pope, who's a UFO investigator. I like Nick Pope. He used to work for the government and. Now he's like, these fucking liars and all that shit. Uh, In a British accent, obviously. But anyways, in order to get into these videos, I had to cut it down a little bit and cut out the backstory. So the backstory of this goes to Skinwalker Ranch. And me and you have kind of discussed this a little bit three times now. Mm -hmm. Neither one of us really buy what's going on at Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, I've watched a couple episodes of the show. It just seems like another Curse of Oak Island to me where they give you a little bit of kernel of something that they found, and then 10 episodes later, you find out it's some fucking light that's flashing across the ceiling. And, I mean, that's like, they're in the show right now, that's like one of their biggest pieces of evidence, and we'll see it in the, I don't know if we'll see it in this documentary or not, but the, one of their biggest pieces of evidence looks like a reflection of, like, 
the sun coming off a phone going across a beam in a shed. And it's like, if this is all we've got, like, come on, man. To me, so to me, this is kind of a psyop just, and we'll get into why I believe it's a psyop here in a little bit, but essentially we'll go into some detail on the history of Skinwalker Ranch. So historically the ranch was like stolen from the fucking natives by the Myers family. And they lived on the family on the ranch for generations. They never reported anything strange about the place. Um, you know, there's historical and like native stories of skinwalkers. And that's kind of where this lore comes from is native American, uh, folklore or fairy tales or whatever you want to call it. I, I, I mean, you know, this is their culture, native American culture. Let's, let's go with that. And, um, the Myers sold the ranch to the Sherman family and the Sherman family, like right away started reporting about UFOs and all kinds of crazy stuff. I think the the main story was they went inside for a few minutes for dinner or lunch or something like that. And they came back outside and both of their bulls were crammed into a horse trailer, killing each other essentially, which, you know, very strange. Anyways, they, uh, the local newspaper put out a story about this and, uh, Bigelow, what's his name? Um, geez, I didn't even write his first name down, but we all know who Bigelow Rob, is. Bigelow Robert, Aerospace. Is Robert? Robert Bigelow. Yeah. Bob Bigelow buys the ranch, and he brings in a bunch of investigators. One of those investigators was Jock Vallejo. Jock Vallejo's the man. He's been on Joe Rogan. Uh, he's a, a tech guy who kind of got into this looking into metamaterials, and he went out there and investigated for a while and said nothing. They didn't find a damn thing. And after that, they went quiet. They went quiet for about a year while they were doing investigations, and they put out this book. And this book has got all kinds of crazy stuff in it. Aliens, UFOs, UFOs and Bigfoot, UFOs and Bigfoot at the same time. They even found a a beaver with, with dinosaur scales on it. Very fun. Very fun. And there was reports that came out that Bigelow was so pissed that they weren't finding anything that he was offering bonuses to anybody who brought him footage of something weird on the ranch. So, you know, we've got a, a, a hotbed for corruption, essentially. <laughs> Free money up for grabs. Yeah. You know, if I'm a video expert, I can find something that I can make look weird. <laughs> Shit. You don't even have to be an expert. Yeah. So Robert Bigelow goes to his buddy, um, Harry Reid, who was a senator at the time. And these guys are both Mormons. Uh, Bigelow was a, a, a financial supporter of Harry Reid's. And Harry Reid decided to give him a whole bunch of money to investigate his own ranch. So um, let's get into this. Let's get into this story. This is this will be fun. Um Essentially, a guy at the Pentagon named James Lukatsky reads the book and says, wow, this is crazy. Let's go out and have some fun at this place. So let's go. Let's start out with James Lukatsky's first trip to Skinwalker Ranch. This is the house where, in 2007, James Lukatsky, then a scientist for the Defense Intelligence Agency, claims he witnessed a glowing paranormal apparition floating in midair. And because of this experience, Lakatsky approached Senator Harry Reid about creating an official Pentagon program to study UFOs and related phenomena such as the ghostly object he claims to have seen. 
funded with taxpayer money, the OSAP program, among other things, investigated supposed paranormal phenomena at Skinwalker Ranch. The OSAP program eventually ended up on the front page of the New York Times in a factually inaccurate article. That erroneous article led to a viral media circus, which has culminated with Congress spending more taxpayer money on UFOs. But the story, in many ways, started here, in now, this see, house I find this extremely at Skinwalker Ranch. Because up to this point, we were talking about UFOs, and that whole article is about UFOs. But then we get the new moniker, UAP. Yeah. And wouldn't you, you didn't get to see the picture of like this terrorial object that he thinks he saw, but wouldn't that not fit the, the moniker UAP a lot better? It wasn't a UFO. It wasn't flying. It yeah. was a unknown. We don't know what it is. Aerial. It was in the air phenomenon. It's strange. So I thought that was extremely interesting. It seems like they have been purposely trying to make us think that this is about little green men flying flying saucers next to our our uh, our air you know our air force pilots next to these these fighter pilots to me when when you like when you watch these guys when we're watching these hearings are you not picturing that in your head yeah you you picture the the classic little uh, saucer with the little green men with big heads, big black eyes. And that's the, the imprint in the majority of people's minds. And now, yeah, uh, like I, I've noticed how that they've changed it from UFO to, uh, yeah. there's, but there's now that you one, see but, this, it kind of makes sense, yeah, right? Yeah. That's not a UFO. It's something completely different. Yeah. And, if you wanted to hide what you were studying, you would want to change it because you can't sit up there in front mm -hmm. of Congress and say, yeah, I've seen UFOs when when that is not what you're talking about. You're talking about something completely different. So let's continue. Now, Lakatsky goes back to DC. Bigelow, a longtime friend, of Senator Harry Reid, a longtime friend and financial supporter of Senator Harry Reid, contacts Harry Reid and says, hey, this DIA guy is interested in the ranch. Reid then meets with James Lukatsky. Because of that meeting, it is decided that, you know, Reid decides something needs to be done about this. We should investigate this officially. We should officially investigate the phenomena at Skinwalker Ranch. Working with Senator Reid, James Lukatsky would then write the scope and objectives of an official Pentagon program called the Advanced Aerospace Weapons Systems Application Program, or OSAP. According to Reid, oh. Lukatsky intentionally left out any mentions of UFOs, Skinwalker Ranch, or anything paranormal. Because of this, OSAP appeared to just be a normal aerospace technology program. Senator Reid acquired $22 million to fund the program. The OSAP contract was then put out in the public domain for solicitation. According to the law, any company could bid on it, and the company with the best proposal would win the contract. 
you would think military contractors, energy contractors, technology contractors would eat this up. It's millions of dollars. Uh, they want us to study technology or military stuff. Oh, we're perfect for, for that. We'll bid on that. Another company, oh, that's perfect for us. We'll bid on that. Energy company says that's perfect for us. We're going to bid on that. How many companies bid on this? One company oh. bid on that. Who owned that company? Robert Bigelow. The OSAP contract and the $22 million was indeed awarded to the sole bidder, Robert Bigelow, <laughs> and his new company, Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies, or BASS. Supported by government money and a government contract, BASS would spend the next two years not just hunting UFOs around the world, but also so chasing monsters and ghosts I kind of at jumped Skinwalker the shark Ranch. A little bit on the beginning. I gave away a little bit too much. They're telling the story a whole lot better than I did. But so we've got Harry Reid's financial supporter and friend for, and, and co-Mormon is awarded $22 million to a shell company that he created and calls it Bass. And he, you know, brings out a couple guys. So he gave Harry Reid, gave his buddy $22 million to investigate his own fucking ranch. Yep. That's, that's bullshit. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Then and that's. I mean, I, that's ironic. That give me five hundred dollars to investigate my plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> that's ironic. That uh, um, you know, it's a open open um, mm -hmm. uh, bid or whatever. But it, it it just stinks when there's only one bid. Because if it was public knowledge, then you know they're e even even just some crapshoot company out of the woods would see it and bid on it. But to have yeah. only one bid and for have that that person be your friend and just started up a new company, it just reeks of uh, <laughs> and and I've heard a little bit about this racket before. I don't know a ton about it, but essentially. What the government does is they have a bidder in mind already when they put out these projects. Like, we know this is going to Lockheed Martin. We know sometimes they'll do it like a public fight like they did with the F-22 where it's like, who's going to build the better plane? But essentially, most of the time, they know who's going to grab what contract. And when you go onto the website that has all of these open contracts, there's like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of them. And they do this on purpose so you can't just like go through – and easily check to see who's doing what. Uh, yeah, it, it's a, it's a, this is a mess. This is a freaking mess. All right, let's learn a little bit more about OSAP. Sent to you the mostly untold and underreported story of the Pentagon's OSAP program. In 2008, at the behest of Senator Harry Reid, the Pentagon, through the Defense Intelligence Agency, created a program not called ATIP, but rather the Advanced Aerospace Weapons Systems Application Program, or OSAP. We know this because here's the actual official Pentagon document outlining OSAP, not ATIP. The director of OSAP was a Defense Intelligence Agency scientist named James Lakatsky. We know this because here is his name listed on official Pentagon documents as being in charge of the program. 
In many ways, OSAP started with James Lakatsky. According to both Lakatsky and Senator Reid, Lakatsky had approached the senator to say he believed the UFO phenomena was real, and he wanted a program to investigate not just UFOs, but also how UFOs might fit into the realm of what we might consider the paranormal. Reid told Lakatsky he would support the creation of a program, but, according to Reid, they faced a challenge. How to convince Congress to allocate taxpayer money to investigate UFOs? Could they create a UFO program without actually mentioning UFOs? Yeah. Reid told New York Magazine, I said to Lakatsky, well, if you were me, what would you say to people in power in the United States Senate who have huge control over the spending of defense money? And here's what Lakatsky said. What I will do is prepare something for you that anyone can look at that wants to. And it's strictly science. He put it in scientific language, what the study should consist of. Here are the actual OSAP contract objectives. There are no mentions of UFOs at all. To anyone reading it, Sneaky. it might seem like just a normal aerospace technology contract. The actual objective of the program was essentially, using currently evolving technology trends, predict what kind of aerospace technologies foreign adversaries will have 40 years from now. That's basically it. OSAP appeared to be something normal yeah. that the well, government would normally spend dirty. money on. So that entire New York Times article was about ATIP, a program that never fucking existed. And they put out that, you remember Lou Elizondo, that guy that they shoved in everybody's face through TTSA, the guy from Blink-182? Here, we've got this guy, Lou Elizondo, he's blowing the whistle on UFOs. He was the head of ATIP. Well, ATIP never existed. ATIP was essentially a fucking math club for UFOs inside of the Pentagon. So this guy is like created his own fucking chess club that consisted of him. And he was looking through documents on UFOs. Now all of a sudden he's the head of a tip of a math club. And so these people, these programs are never supposed to see the light of day. You know, this like these programs are supposed to be attached to some major omnibus spending bill that nobody's ever going to read, which is why the government is shutting down right now because Matt Gates is saying enough of this bullshit. But you attach this thing to an omnibus spending bill. You just keep pumping money into it, keep pumping money into it, and you don't have to tell anybody that you're investigating UFOs. And you especially don't have to tell anybody that you're a ghost hunter at fucking <laughs> yeah. Skinwalker Ranch. Which is even more embarrassing. At least with UFOs, if the if the United States people get a hold of that, they can go, well, we like UFOs and we want disclosure. If they know <laughs> that we're spending taxpayer money on ghost hunting at Skinwalker Ranch, they're going to lose their freaking minds. I would. I mean, it, do I want people to yeah. investigate Skinwalker Ranch? Sure. Do I want my tax dollars doing it? Absolutely not. Right. That's ridiculous. They, uh, they <laughs> supposedly have... Uh, you know what are they like wolf wolfmen yeah, yeah yeah that's exactly what and they run next to your car doing 80 miles an hour i don't buy it like i've never been a, a paranormal guy and i get a lot of shit for this like i am open to the fact that ghosts and shit like that are real bigfoot is a fucking stretch skinwalkers is so far out of left field that i i it's just crazy to me. You know what? It's just fucking crazy <laughs> I, to me. I, I can't. I don't remember where I heard this, but uh, I heard recently that, uh, like, uh, 
um, bored or like sedentary minds see more uh, abnormal or paranormal things than um, than like a mind that's occupied for the the most of the part. So like like uh, back in medieval times or whatever, you you know you hear stories of whatever a castle being haunted or something like that, and that's because these people didn't have a lot to do or a lot of entertainment. And so then their minds would just create crazy shit like that. Hell yeah. I could imagine that you're living out on the fucking prairie. No, you know, no entertainment whatsoever, except for looking at the stars. You could come up with some fun and crazy shit. Your mind could play some serious tricks on you too. Yep, That's for sure. You see a big old wolf and all of a sudden that thing's a werewolf, you know? All right, let's let's keep going. Awesome money trail. Here we go. Awesome was funded with twenty-two million dollars. The Pentagon awarded the twenty-two million dollars to Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies, or BASS. BASS was contracted to perform all of Awesome's technical research and analysis. We know this because here is an actual Pentagon document acknowledging BASS as the contract recipient. Shell Company. Bass was founded by millionaire and longtime Harry Reid financial supporter Robert Bigelow. Within the Bass team was Hal Putoff, who we already briefly discussed, as well as other scientists with a history of unorthodox Eric ideas, Davis, including Dr. Colm Kelleher and Dr. Eric Davis, an astrophysicist who's written papers discussing psychic teleportation, time travel through Stargate wormholes, there is no spoon, and bending spoons with your mind kinds of fun. Bass hired a team of 50 people and then the work on AWSAP began. On the surface, AWSAP appeared to be an aerospace technology program. To Harry Reid, in his words, AWSAP was actually a program to study UFOs and related phenomena. With Bass, however, that so-called related phenomena would take Awsap in a shocking and very unexpected direction. A lot of Awsap's investigations took place at Skinwalker Ranch, a supposed paranormal hotspot in Utah owned by Robert Bigelow. As outlined in great detail, on the record, by Lakatsky and Bass leadership, the so-called Pentagon UFO program was not just a UFO program, but rather an investigation into a cornucopia of spooky and scary things, including werewolves, ghosts, and oh yeah. half-dinosaur, half-beaver monsters. Dino Literally. The project manager of the program oh, yes. referred to Skinwalker Ranch paranormal as a paranormal Disney Beaver source. So the idea was to, to have a living laboratory on Skinwalker Ranch that we could uh, assess what was going on. Unusual creatures, 
uh, discarnate voices, poltergeist activity. So it was a paranormal Disneyland that really started the whole thing off. <laughs> That's beautiful. So there were some there's some big chunks of information in there. So a lot of the stuff that they were quoting where the guy had, you know, he'd done this and he'd done that. They were quoting that, and you'll see it in the video when you're watching from Skinwalkers at the Pentagon. And that book was written by a couple of people, but one, George Knapp, who was on Joe Rogan the other day with uh the other guy who looks like a fucking spook who used to be a God, I don't remember his name now, but he was on with with George Knapp the other day. He looks like a spook. He used to be a yoga instructor, and now he's like go-to go-to guy on UFOs. Yeah. So, you know, you watch that episode of Joe Rogan, and you could watch it now and listen to all they're talking about. They are really, really pushing this UFO in the sky, fighter jets, technology, blah, blah, blah. They never mentioned Skinwalker Ranch one time. Not not even when they were talking about David Grush. So another name that was brought up in there was, uh, well, the name wasn't brought up. Yeah, it was. It was Eric Davis. So Eric Davis, you remember a couple weeks ago when we were, we were doing clips and the guy said, uh, he was talking to Jimmy Church. I don't remember his name. He was the the... UFO guy who had who had done psyops on people. He goes, "We're gonna hear from more people. We're gonna hear from David Grush's boss." And we went, "Well, why the fuck are we listening to David Grush if his boss is gonna come forward?" Yeah. Guess who his boss is? One, Eric Davis. <laughs> so this fucking guy. No wonder we're not hearing from Eric uh, Davis because he's fucking on the record crazy. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful, right? I yeah. mean, this is yeah, getting fun. Can, this is getting can, funner and funner. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, when we this is wild because just a few weeks ago when we were doing this, my mind was going in a complete different direction on this than it was than it is now. I was thinking this is a way to to build up fear and get more money for the military industrial complex. Now it seems more like a, a cover your ass because we've been ghost hunting for the last 10 years <laughs> on tax dollar dime yeah, on, on, on our money. Original New York times article about the program only contains 3% of the actual story. 97% wasn't included. So, so that's important. The whole the article that, that, spa that spawned this entire thing, that, that 2018 article in the New York times that was talking about a tip, that article was 10,000 words and they only published 3000 of them <laughs> is essentially what he's saying here. So they went through this whole massive article of ghost hunting and werewolves and dinosaur beavers. And they went, you know what? Let's just get rid of that and put the UFO stuff out. That's what the, that's, that's our, the New York times for you. America's paper, the paper of record, the gray fucking lady. Maybe it's called the gray lady because it's ran by a gray fucking lady alien. <laughs> and while we're on that note, if I ever get a hold of a, a gray alien, I'm going to rape that son of a bitch. They've got it coming. <laughs> Can't. Even the score. One gray at a time. It was originally reported that the name of the program. <laughs> you probe me? Was no, Ado, I'm going to probe you. And it was led by a guy named Lou Elizondo. So here's Lou Elizondo. So first, where the heck did the name A-Tip come from? In his book, 
Program director James Lukatsky writes, ATIP was a made-up substitute name to describe OSAP. A made-up name? So he's saying that ATIP... ATIP didn't even exist. That ATIP itself was a nickname, and only a nickname, to the OSAP program. So they were the exact same thing. ATIP was just a nickname, OSAP being the program. The program was nicknamed Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, ATIP. Yeah, because people have trouble because uh, it's all filed under a different name. Pentagon by saying they want all, all documents on ATIP, and they have a hard time because that wasn't actually the name of the program. The top name there is the actual name of the program, but ATIP was was the nickname that it went by. And even Harry Reid and the Pentagon have previously agreed with this. Reid stated in an interview. That Isn't that funny the way he's talking about it? He was like, oh, yeah, you together. know, people have had trouble getting information on it. You know, oh, that's just, a, it was just a nickname. Like, this is some normal fucking thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, or like it was just some, some <laughs> it's accident. It's like, oh, yeah, it's oh, normal oh, that you yeah. can't find information on it. Yeah. Oh, it was our bad. You know, we had a nickname for it. We weren't trying to lie to yeah. you and cover up everything that we're actually doing. Yeah. The, the guy that they were interviewing on there was the head of the Black Vault, and all he does is FOIA. So he's FOIAing the shit out of these people for information on ATIP, and they're coming back to him, sorry, we got nothing. Wasting six months of his time, thousands and thousands of dollars to pull these documents that don't exist. Because these people are fucking liars. Yep. Wild. What a fucking... Our government is so freaking corrupt. It's just... Like, every tentacle... Like, it, it just spreads out into every part of society, every industry, and it's just poison. It's just poison fucking everything. Even UFOs now. They've just poisoned UFOs. How, yeah, the most how fun the fuck, conspiracy the theory that I've been into my entire life. Yeah. They've fucking ruined it. The one thing it's just, that it I makes thought me was so mad and true. Yeah. <laughs> the, and and <sighs> I honestly, at this point, you know, I totally agree with what you say. It's like the, the, the amount of... <clears throat> Lies and uh, deceit and everything that have come to light with recent, just recent events. Let alone, yeah. let alone past shit. But uh, I, 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 you know, I think now it's it's more of a like a worldwide scheme of deceit, and it's not just our country. It's not just our government. There's many countries and governments that are like look at our yeah, fucking neighbor know, to the north I, you know <laughs> i got in a massive argument with somebody about motocross donations this week on youtube comments <laughs> <laughs> because i have nothing to do nothing better to do and they're complaining why does the u.s have to bitch about going to the over to europe every year all the other countries do it what are they bringing to the table and i start looking up stats and i'm like dude these fucking like the team's won half of the years, but then the the craziest thing is he's talking about the money, and I go, "Hey, look, dude, these fucking races, MXGP races, are sponsored by governments. When they go into a certain certain cities, certain countries that don't have natural racetracks, they just build new ones, and the government pays to do that. And every one of these countries is getting foreign aid." From the United States. So what I was pissed about with the races, they're the, the factories, the promoters aren't paying enough. So they're asking the fans to front the bill. And it's like, motherfucker, the taxpayer is already fronting the bill 
for MXGP. Like, yeah. what else do you want to get? The It is hard times. The fans do enough for you. Yank some of your fucking promotion money. Get some of your government money that is from us anyways. Yep. So it's like you're bitching that the people who have, that bring the most value to the race are complaining about money when we're already propping up the whole fucking system. If we yanked NATO, MXGP would be would would take a big fucking nosedive. I guarantee you that because every country in Europe would be like, say, sorry, we don't have money for this anymore. Yeah. And how could you blame them? <laughs> 2009, the Pentagon determined course, the OSAP reports submitted by Bass were of limited value. The Pentagon pulled the program's funding, and by 2012, the program was officially dead. At this point, Robert Bigelow decided he was done with Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> On literally April Fool's Day in 2016, Bigelow sold the ranch and to another real estate millionaire searching for the paranormal, Brandon Fugel. And while Bigelow was very secretive about the ranch, and never allowed the public to see behind its gates. Fugel has brought in the History Channel to produce a reality and TV at this show point, called like, The Secret there of Skinwalker Ranch. They would have shown it on the TV show at this point. I mean, you had a couple seasons. This guy has spent millions. I don't know. Maybe it's just a huge fucking money pit and the TV show just makes so much money that they don't want to find anything. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like the... Um Curse of Oak Island that you brought up, you know, you got yeah. it. It's, it's yeah. that carrot. It's a, it's literally constantly. a bottomless pit. Yeah. It, it's if a you bottomless never find pit anything, for them to dig tune into. In, <laughs> tune in next week. Oh, we didn't find anything, yeah. but uh, yep. maybe we we're going to go a little bit we, deeper we into the bottomless pit. Yeah. <laughs> what a nightmare. All right, let's uh, let's learn a little bit more about Brandon Fugel. I mean, this guy he he had to have seen through this. He's responsible, right? He's a he's a real estate millionaire billionaire. I mean, he he's got to know what he's doing. <laughs> Skinwalker Ranch was not the first uh -oh. time Brandon Fugel invested his money into paranormal slash religious investigations. In 2004, he founded the Ancient Historical Research Foundation, or AHRF, a group of Mormons who went on Indiana Jones-type quests in North and South America, looking for physical evidence of the religious stories in the Bible and Joseph Smith's Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon claims Native Americans are actually ancient Israelites who sailed to America and that God cursed them with darker skin for their wickedness. In educational images used by the Mormon Church, the faithful followers of Christ are shown with lighter skin, and the wicked, evil that. dissenters are shown with darker skin. The AHRF sought out physical evidence of these ancient Book of Mormon civilizations. In presentations at Mormon-owned Brigham Young University, the Foundation presented a hunt for religious stones, ancient treasure, and the <laughs> skeletal remains of biblical giant mummies. Giant mummies. A list of their projects showed they were not only seeking evidence to prove the Book of Mormon true, but were also looking for evidence of Bigfoot and UFOs. Fugel says he left the AHRF in 2005, just one year after founding it. 
but the organization's uh -oh. website listed him as director as recently as 2020. Error. Fugel says this error is due to the AHRF website not being updated because the person COVID. in charge of updating Oops. the website had been sick and eventually died. Fugel's biography on a 2017 SEC document lists him as a current board member of AHRF that year. And his own biography on the website of his current company, Colliers International, listed him as being involved with AHRF as recently as 2022. Regarding this factual contradiction, <laughs> well, that's Fugel says, I contributed nothing to AHRF after 2005. Well, that's interesting. Uh, it seems like we have a conspiracy of Mormons at this point. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really curious. I'm really curious. Go ahead. I'm really curious how uh, the, it... They basically said that uh, the entire Mormon religion believes that Native Americans are I, are yeah are uh, I can't remember how they put it, but it sounded to me yeah, like yeah. the entire Mormon Israelites. religion should be canceled. According, <laughs> it's it's really bad. Like they're yeah. great people. My my tenant is Mormon. Yeah. I was talking to him about this, and he's like, you know. Oh, dude! What do you want we, me to tell we you? Have, we have he goes, mutual, there's crazy we have, Christians we have too. Mutual Mormon he goes, friends, yeah, you know, uh, we do. And yeah. he was like, "What do you want me to say, dude? Like, there's crazy Christians too." And I'm like, "You are right. That is true." So, you know, I, I have nothing against Mormons. Like, they've always been great to me. They've always been great. I, to us. I was just talking fact. about the concept. If, if that, uh, you know, if the it's really bad. It's <laughs> really bad. Like, there's a lot of bullshit. But, like, they believe that there are multiple worlds. And I don't know if you know about this, but, like, they think that when you die, you go to your own planet, essentially. And you can – I think it gets into this a little later, but, like, like you can use portals and fucking stargates and shit like that to get to these different planets. So <laughs> I dude, never knew that. I think <laughs> – yeah, you didn't know that? No. Wow. Anyways, I, I think that um, we've got ourselves a Mormon conspiracy <laughs> to prove that the Book of Mormon is real – on Skinwalker Ranch. I so we've got Bigelow, Harry Reid. I couldn't find anything about Lakatsky, but he looks like he's Mormon. Uh then we've got uh what's what's David Grush, who you remember we pegged something off about him right in the beginning. I was wondering is was he a cheerleader? Was he a was he a, a theater major? Like what's going on with this fucking guy? He's a snake. He's probably just a weird Mormon. He's a weird Mormon. And I think Lou Elizondo's probably a Mormon. And I think these guys all have a fucking Mormon club inside of the Pentagon where they go, hey, we can use the taxpayers' money to prove our religion is real. And Skinwalker Ranch is the place to do it. Yeah. Or or the that Skinwalker Ranch is just uh like a portal portal vortex. Exactly. And, it, that, uh, yeah, and they're it's, just having, it's where the portals are. Weird There's something weird about it. Uh, alien uh fucking ghost orgies or something out there <laughs> yep but i i think this all goes to the book of mormon i i don't think this is about little green men at all i think this is about the book of mormon i mean my mind wild, my mind just, right yeah my mind's just blown <laughs> let's keep going so green street took a trip and green street the guy who's making this documentary mormon we 
weird, <laughs> right? I think I think we weird. I think we've solved. And you know what else is weird about this too is this is the New York Post. This isn't some obscure fucking YouTuber that I I dug around and found. This is the New York Post, and this has only got like half a million views, which is wild. You would think that like a paper as big as the New York Post would be able to like kill this narrative that it's about UFOs and flying saucers when it clearly is, has nothing to do with that for the most part, but they don't have that kind of power. I mean, they were shut down during COVID for, for a couple of their stories and you know, all you have to do if, if you're the corporate press is to go, Oh yeah, they, they like Trump and it's like, Oh, well, we can't listen to anything they say. <laughs> yeah. They gave, they wrote a good article about Trump three years ago. Oh, oh boy. Let's go to, let's see, uh, let's follow Green Street on his trip to Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, nope. That is the wrong video. Here we go. Skinwalker Ranch was Thank not the first run. time Brandon. Here we go. Whatever this is. Oh. So he hired this guy, Firmage, uh, to, Firmage to build him advanced technology, anti-gravity, all kinds of crazy stuff. Humanity-changing anti-gravity technology that would allow humans to travel probably to didn't the stars. Need to preface that. He said, I believe exactly that you've been led here for a reason. Right here in my garage before you, you are looking at the early proof-of-concept embodiments of the, the experiments showing the physics underpinning these new advancements. Fugel says he was skeptical, but Firmage introduced Fugel to various people who would back up his claims. And he puts me on the phone Whoa! with uh, General Wesley Clark, former chairman of the Joint Chiefs. He introduces me to General Clark, says, General Clark, I'd like you to meet Brandon Fugel. You know, he needs to know that there's, that there's reality to this. You know, it, would you mind telling him your views? And General Clark said, yes, I, I don't have any problem. I, gr great to meet you, you know, Mr. Fugel. I, I support Mr. Firmage. I've been following his work closely, and there's truth to it. A representative for General Clark told me that while oh, yeah. the general does not specifically remember this phone conversation with Fugel, he did indeed know Joe Firmage and was, in fact, interested in Firmage's claims of exotic technology. So I'm, I'm blown away. Here I have former chairman of the Joint Chiefs, head of NATO command, who's confirming that Joe has been involved with credible activities, confirming that there's some reality. Next, Firmage put Fugel on the phone with Hal Putoff and Kit Green, two scientists who had previously worked with the CIA MK Ultra. and had a long history of researching otherworldly topics like UFOs and psychic powers. They also vouched for Joe Firmage. This all happens back to back on the same day. Yeah. So, yeah. Wesley Clark, Hal Putoff, Kit yeah. Green. So you had right. a series of yeah. phone calls. Series of phone calls. Putoff and Green uh -oh. had long been involved with millionaire Robert Bigelow's hunt for the paranormal. And at the time of this phone call with Fugel in 2009, they were both involved in a now infamous $22 million Pentagon program headed by Bigelow. The program, among other things, allegedly investigated strange phenomena at Skinwalker Ranch, which at the time was owned <laughs> it, it by Robert deeper. Bigelow. Wesley Clark, and I don't think we played the clip on the show before, but are you do you are you familiar with the Wesley Clark Seven? 
I don't think so. So Wesley Clark, after he retired, he was meeting with another uh, top DOD. It might have been another general, and he was telling him about how bad things were going. And he goes, oh, it's going to get worse. I just got a memo that says that we're going to go to war with seven countries in five years. And the only one of those countries that we have not gone to war with is Iran. So I don't, I don't know how the Wesley Clark 7 fits into this, but it's weird. It's fucking weird. Like, I, I should have looked up to see if Wesley Clark was a Mormon. Dude, something, now I look at these guys and I'm like, hmm, let me see the body language. Let, let's see how they walk. Like, or how polite are they? Like, I, I really think that we've got some sort of fucking Mormon conspiracy going on here. How else do you explain the Wesley Clark 7 winding up in here? I just, it's wild to me. Maybe it's just random. Maybe Wesley Clark was into weird shit. That had nothing to do with the Book of Mormon. (laughs) It's a strange thing. There's a lot of questions. Just like, why is this guy involved with this shit? And why is he now? And then why is he telling us about the Wesley Clark 7? It's just weird to me. Like, a lot of times you don't really see a psyop unfolding, like, in every which way until it's done. But I have, I would have to say that, you know, maybe, maybe Wesley Clark has something to do with, uh, with like a breakaway government, breakaway civilization. I don't know. Like what it's weird. I don't know. This could, this whole thing could be a breakaway civilization thing. Maybe the Mormons run fucking Antarctica. Dude. What? (laughs) Yeah. What, what the, what? What show is that where the Mormons have like a whole giant they're they're financing a giant like a uh, uh, generational spaceship to go to another damn what yeah I don't know that was show. in uh, the expanse I was in the yes. expanse yeah 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 and you know why they were doing that is because they wanted to explore those other worlds yep. that they go to they wanted to go they wanted to go see their ancestors and meet with them and shit like that. It's the books get deeper into that. The show kind of just brushes over it a little bit, but the books really dive into that. Yeah, dude, that's a good fucking that's yeah, that's a good point. It's weird. It's weird. You know what else they're doing? And I talked with Logan about this is they have the biggest gene bank in the world. And they use it for genealogy reasons. And I also like he was kind of explaining it to me as like. They believe that everyone deserves to be saved even after they're dead. Mm, mm. So they are like holding on to our DNA so that they can, you know, baptize us after we're dead. That makes me concerned because I banged that one Mormon chick and I tied the condom off and threw it in her trash. I should have just. <laughs> oh, they're holding they're holding non-Mormons, everybody. Oh, and to shit. me, like, if that's really what it's for. I think that's fairly admirable. I think it's very nice of them to do. I, I, I find that to be kind of cool. Yeah, until you, if that's until really you what, see. if it's really what it's for, you know until, what I mean. Until, like, that's nice of you. Until they, you. they bring you back and they put you in a little fucking, a little terrarium. Yeah, in their in their. I, no, I'll be driving a I'll be driving a garbage truck the rest of my life for the fucking <laughs> yeah. the the Mormon Communist Party. <laughs> All right, let's go a little bit more into anti-gravity. Can it get any weirder at this point? Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, it can. Fugle's back-to-back phone conversations with General Clark, Hal Putoff, and Kit Green, in which they all vouched for Joe Firmage and his endeavors, was enough to convince Fugle. It completely changed my view of reality. It blew my mind. Fugel converted his family's private airport hangar into a laboratory, a dedicated space where Firmage could experiment and build his world-changing looks technology. Like a slob. They created a company called Motion Sciences, and Fugel claims he spent millions of dollars on Firmage's work. These 2010 videos on Joe Firmage's YouTube page show various tests of his invention. So they're like showing Google these gyroscopes that are like encased and like held on. And as soon as they start spinning, like the entire fucking thing just starts going crazy. And you're like, how the fuck is that going to work if you can't even keep it from vibrating? <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like bullshit. It looks like total bullshit. The guy looks like a slob. Like... I would never give this guy millions of, I wouldn't give this guy money to work on my fucking plumbing, (laughs) let alone to build me a fucking spaceship. Like I know you can't see these videos right now, but dude, the guy looks like a fucking slob. It's wild. All right. I said it couldn't get me. I said it could get weirder. It's about to get weirder. Uh, they had to let's, uh, let's, I don't even know how to preface this. Let's meet Travis Taylor. In a 2012 National Geographic video, this future Skinwalker Ranch investigator listed his scientific qualifications to include alien invasions. I'm a subject matter expert in space defense, asymmetric warfare, rocket science, and alien invasions. This is Travis Taylor. He doesn't like me very much, and he was not present when I visited Skinwalker Ranch. But he's arguably the star of The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch on the History Channel. So let's get to know him. (laughs) There's something (laughs) glowing in the sky. Let's go talk to it. Taylor has multiple science degrees from multiple universities. Smart. His two PhDs are in optical science and aerospace engineering. Throughout his career, he's worked on various programs for the Department of Defense, including the U.S. Army's Space and Missile Defense Command. He's also an avid storyteller, the author of 19 science fiction books with titles like One Day on Mars, <laughs> Human by Choice, I'm gonna read and one. Bringers of Hell. <laughs> Human by Choice years, sounds cool. He's appeared on multiple TV shows. Yeah. He starred in Rocket City you Rednecks, see the cover. a reality show where self-described rednecks do various science experiments. In one episode, they build yeah, a rocket guy powered by moonshine. More recently, Taylor is hmm. known for his appearance in almost 40 episodes of Ancient Aliens, a I like show it. which promotes the I pseudoscientific like idea that humans were created yeah, by aliens basically. or descended from aliens or something like that. Taylor says he's been an expert on the ancient aliens theory since he was 10 years old. A small sample of Taylor's other paranormal claims include a personal encounter with a Native American ghost. A native walked into my bedroom, an old, a really old native. Who he says touched him and cut his face. And when I looked in the mirror, (laughs) I was bleeding from that spot. 
and also a story about how the Skinwalker poltergeist decapitated one of his chickens. Ch- choked his chicken's head off. <laughs> yeah, dude. I want to party with this fucking guy. He is, dude, like, I only watched the episodes that he was on because I had to see this guy, and he's a fucking character. It's like Marianne Williamson meets redneck rodeo. Like, it's wild. Like, this guy's got, he's a crazy crystal lady. He's wanting to talk to you of, look, there's something in the sky. Let's go talk to it. <laughs> That's fucking gold. It's amazing. The guy's in a, a, a reality TV star. Like, this guy was made for reality TV. It's it's great. You can hate him or you can love him or anywhere in between. But you're going to watch he's him. he's a wild man. Yeah. Yeah, he's great, dude. He's fucking great. All right. You know what else he is? A spook. 2019, while filming season one of The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, Taylor says he went to the Pentagon to brief some curious officials about what he was seeing on the ranch. And it was there, he says, that he met Jay Stratton for the first time. David Grush's boss. This is Jay Stratton. He was a naval intelligence officer who, over the course of 30 years, held many positions in the Department of Defense. Many don't know his name because he's only just recently retired and made his first public appearances. But while in the government, Stratton was involved with UFOs in Skinwalker Ranch for at least 15 years. Back in 2007, Stratton says he read the book Hunt for the Skinwalker along with his co-worker James Lukatsky at the Defense Intelligence Agency. Our previous report debunks many aspects of this book which contains many spooky stories, but provides no evidence at all to back up any of its claims. Despite this, both Stratton and Lekatsky were fascinated by the book and its stories of UFOs, ghosts, and monsters. Lekatsky lobbied Senator Harry Reid to acquire $22 million to study UFOs in Skinwalker Ranch. Lekatsky was the director of this study, a program called OSAP, and Stratton was a lead investigator. In Lekatsky's self-published book about OSAP, he refers to Stratton with a pseudonym, Jonathan Axelrod. But it's now been confirmed to me by multiple sources that Axelrod is Stratton. The book says Stratton first went to Skinwalker Ranch in 2009, and while there, he became possessed, or infected, with a poltergeist, and that it followed him home and tormented his family. The following is a partial list of what Stratton reportedly encountered. A huge wolf-like creature, screaming black shadowy humanoids, nightmarish dogmen, dark humanoid creatures. Even after OSAP was shut down in 2012, Stratton continued his pursuit of the paranormal, utilizing his position at the Pentagon to move the needle. It's reported that Stratton used his clout to create an official UFO task force within the Pentagon. He would then become the director of this task force. And that brings us back to Stratton's 2019 meeting with Travis Taylor. Uh At the meeting, Stratton says he had a copy of one of Taylor's books, had read it, and was very impressed. It was a book about how to defend (laughs) Earth from a possible alien invasion. It was in this meeting, again, a briefing about Skinwalker Ranch, that Stratton asked Taylor hey, want if he wanted to join, join my his UFO, UFO task force at the Pentagon. <laughs> Taylor says yes. he responded, hell yes. 
For the next two to three years, Travis <laughs> This guy's printing money. He was printing money. Yeah. He's getting money to investigate UFOs, investigating the UFOs, and then getting money from the TV corporation to film the investigation that was funded, <laughs> paid for by the government. Yeah. He's printing money. <laughs> fucking genius. <laughs> Dude, what a scam, right? It's fucking beautiful. I love it. This is my favorite part of this story so far is that this guy is a spook. Like it can't get much better than that. I mean, <laughs> it's incredible. It is incredible. All right, let's uh let's go a little bit deeper and learn a little bit more about the Book of Mormon. I was right, culture. That's a weird answer. At one point, He wants to find it. Piercing the veil.
Oh, Nap worked with Bigelow. He was right. <laughs> how, how they've proven, proven that, I don't shit. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've I've watched the TV show and I haven't seen yeah. a fucking I've, thing. I've seen the show, but I mean, I he's kind of. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of coming right out and saying it. Like, yeah, we think that Skinwalker Ranch is the secret to proving that this shit is real. And I kind of jumped the shark by giving the, you know, giving it away earlier. But I mean, this is essentially what is going on here. We've had a Pentagon program for the last twenty years, or uh, since before twenty twelve, that has been working to prove the Book of Mormon is real, and they've been hiding it under a moniker of UFOs. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. When I saw this shit, I got the mind blown thing. I was every time I watch a new episode, I'd be like, you gotta be, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> All right. How many more do we got? Oh, we've only got a couple more, three more videos. Holy crap. We're an hour in already. I didn't realize. Oh no, I played this one already. All right. So, when when I, I I I said to pay attention to this when they were talking about Jay Stratton how he went and got attacked by a poltergeist and it followed him home and they call this the hitchhiker essentially and this was something that even um, Chris Bledsoe was talking about when he was on the podcast is the hitchhiker and uh, let's go now to our UAP hearing where we've got David Grush with two fighter pilots on either side of him because this is about UFOs. <laughs> It has yeah. nothing to do with Skinwalker Ranch. Uh -huh. And uh, let's hear him being questioned real quick with this new information that we now have. This guy has no clue what he's talking about. Hmm, this is the wrong video. Pierce the veil? <laughs> Cross? Huh, really? So now doesn't it seem like he wants to find a portal where he can cross and pierce the veil? Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds, uh, that sounds a little bit different now that we've got some, some backup information. Uh, let's see. What is this one? Skinwalker Ranch. Okay, here we go. Let's learn a little bit more about the hitchhiker. I kind of really just explained it, but, uh, yeah, I, I explained the hitchhiker good enough. We don't need to listen to that video. So. On human. He 
because it's crazy. <laughs> Very careful. Oh, and look at his face. Very disturbing. Look at his face. He's got this creepy fucking grin on him. So he's talking about the hitchhiker. And I have to be careful because I don't want to give away Tradecraft because in this instance, Tradecraft is going to Skinwalker Ranch and looking at a poltergeist and taking it home to infect my wife. So I, I have to be really careful because if I tell you what actually happened, you're going to laugh at me and throw me out of this fucking building and no one will ever want to hear what I have to say again. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty yeah. wild. So now that we know what to look for, now I think we can we can break these videos down in a completely different way. Because now we've got a little bit of an idea of how he's using language to to manipulate this conversation, to manipulate what we think this is actually about. Because what we thought these these hearings should be why about why the government. Or why Harry Reid gave his friend $22 million yeah. to investigate his own ranch. Yeah. That's what these hearings should be about. Mm -hmm. It should not be about what they did or didn't find. It should be like, why the hell did you give your friend and supporter $22 million to investigate his own fucking property? And fellow Mormon, right? And Yes. Yeah. And, you know, who else? who else is a Mormon in this? I want to know. I think this is, at this point, like, I think it's valid that we should be able to know what is going on here well especially because when it's I, taxpayer money when when it's taxpayer money funding it uh it should yep. uh, any 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 citizen should have the right to know exactly what the fuck is going on with that money yep and i always thought that bigelow was spending his own money to investigate that ranch i never thought he was getting government money to do it why would you ever think that that was never how it was sold to us. It was that, this that, billionaire that bought this ridiculous. ranch because there's something <laughs> yeah. weird here that he wants to find. Yeah. <laughs> the thought of taxpayer money getting sent to do that is absurd. So it just, you know. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking wild. I mean, well, I think we did it. What else can I say? These fucking people are crazy. Have a good night, everybody. Subscribe to our fucking YouTube channel. Is that a Sam Squatch? <laughs>